Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello. Oh, that feels good. And welcome back <laughs> to the Linsanity, the podcast that we all know you've missed and uh, dearly wished it wasn't off for two weeks. Uh, we are back uh, in, in better than ever after a crazy NFL season, uh, technical difficulties. Uh, we are back. Uh, we are we are able to get things going. We have you know been able to get some rest for you. We've been able to get uh, some content ideas out for you. Um, and and you know one of the things we always like doing, Bryce and I, is you know we always like talking college basketball. We talk about it a lot, but then now you know there's a certain stretch and a certain month that is here upon us. One week away till Selection Sunday. And we're going to take the mantle of our college foot or our college basketball coverage. And, you know, Bryce, I'm excited uh, to be able to dive into this with you because you and I have had some conversation about the year, but not, you know, anything insane. So, I mean, it's going to all of our thoughts on these teams are going to be very new to us, which I which will be good. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. I mean, we are right here. Uh, uh, Mr. Lynn, we are in conference championships as, as we speak. Yes. Um, a lot of things are going to be decided in this weekend. Uh, whether you look at the first four out, the last four in, right? Indiana are one of our hometown teams hmm. right on the cusp. So teams like that are looking to make a splash and, and get a big win. I will say, Uh, Caleb, that Virginia Tech, as predicted as one of the first four out, just hit a buzzer beating three in overtime to down Clemson Mm -hmm. in the ACC championship. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, Virginia Tech, if they would have lost that game, they're done, Mm -hmm. period. Period. They're done. Uh, So they're keep their hopes alive. This is what's so fun about March. Sure. This is what's so fun about it. But Caleb, before we dive into college basketball. Okay. I think it's only fair. (laughs) That I give you an opportunity <laughs> go ahead, Bryce, Just go, go ahead. ahead and get it out. Go on, oh. get it out, get it oh. out. Carson Wentz got traded today to the Washington <laughs> Commanders. Just, just go on, do what you do. Get it all out. Well, well, look, look, okay. I mean, I saw this, you know, I'm thinking to myself the entire time, Bryce, there's just no way they're going to, there's no way they're going to trade them because we clearly just saw what this season was. I mean, the whole NFL world got an insight into my third eye. They recognized what Carson Wentz was as a quarterback. The world saw what I knew, pre-called, pre-existing. I mean, I might as well have just spoken and written a line and, and, and had it written in stone in Indianapolis because of how correct I was. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, I should be in the Hall of Fame for predicting this. I mean, look, they basically, they, this, was, this was ruined as soon as they made the move. Carson Wentz is not even a top 20 quarterback in the league. Somehow Washington sits there and says, we have to give up two thirds. We got a good haul for this. A second, maybe even a a third that could turn into a second. That's right. That's right. That's right. For a guy who absolutely 
can it has not finished off games. He's he's not given you any consistency and any reliability at a position that needs more reliability from a leadership perspective and from a winning perspective. I mean, if you don't have a quarterback, and I my personal opinion is I I I'm not one of the people that think you have to have a top 10 quarterback to win. I don't believe that. I think you can have a top 12 to 15 guy as long as he does what he needs to do and 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 gets you to the you know direction he needs you to go in. But Carson Wentz was never that guy. Okay, he just wasn't. The Indianapolis Colts fell for the trap. You know, it's a tale all this time. They fell for it. And you know, look, I you know, all all offseason long, I just absolutely laughed at this trade. I thought it was a joke for the Colts. I made fun of it all season long for them to all of a sudden trade him to Washington. He's their starting quarterback. He's not even the – I honestly think he's not even the third best quarterback in the division. And I, I, I believe that, you know, he is just going to have another miserable season. And, Bryce, your guy, Terry McLaurin, your guy, Terry McLaurin, oh, man. getting a lot of targets. He's going to have to know how to catch the left-handed shovel passes. He's going he's gonna to have to learn how to catch them. Why he's didn't gonna, we try to get him in that trade? Well, he, you know, he's going to, Bryce, he's, he's going to have to know how to catch the passes that like barely go off the ground. I mean, he's going to have to get some tips from an ant because Carson Wentz is not going to sit there and throw that ball high for him with all these shovel passes that he continuously throws. So I, I don't, I we'll we'll see what, we'll see what happens, but my gosh, I, I mean, it was hilarious to me that anybody would trade for him. So, I mean, shout out the Colts for getting something for him. Uh, but then it was also just hilarious to see everybody just like, oh, when sucks, when sucks. But then it's like, okay, all right, man. But anyway, yeah, it was good. Uh, but, you know, college basketball is upon us. That's what I want to focus on. And, I, and Bryce, let's start off with the positive note. You and I, and talking about what we want to do, you know, obviously we haven't been, you know, it's not been like a month since we've been talking about college basketball on our pod kind of wanted to do it from a perspective of, okay, what are we, what are we seeing? What have we been seeing over the last two weeks since we've been off that we like, what are some concepts? Are there players that you like? Are there teams that you like? Um, is there a way of basketball that you, you think is working in the college game right now? So just the general question for you know us to kind of go at is what do you like from this college basketball season? I just love how open it is. I know uh, like every year we've been trending towards this, like more and more, right. Mm -hmm. Of there's really no favorite. Um, I think last year you could have looked at it and said Gonzaga and Baylor, that's who it's going to end up being. And it was, (laughs) Um, but like this year, there is no solid team, not Gonzaga this year. We've seen, we've seen chinks in their armor, not Baylor. Like they, they still like, they are a solid team, but they are not, you know, top of the food chain. Like they were like, like just filled with NBA stars like they were last year. Yeah. Kansas. I mean, we know what Kansas is, right? I mean, they are so hit or miss every single year. Uh, Arizona's the shock of, of this season with Uh a first year head coach. Uh Um, That's a big time shock, but I don't, I don't even think that they're solid. Uh, Uh The Dukes, the, the, uh, well, the Wisconsin's, the, the, you name it. There's really not a solid, right. Kentucky, Nova, Auburn, no solid team. So that's what I love about it. I think we're in for a really good tournament. Um, I'm excited to see how this shakes out. I think there's going to be upsets just like every year, but I think there's going to be big time upsets. 
I, I agree. There's, there's, there's not a biggest, this is one of the weakest top twenties in the last like five years, maybe longer than that. It's a weak top 20. You start looking at like, you go look at like bracketologies and you see like where people are projecting and like where are these for, and you really can see Bryce, the, um, the openness of the turn of, of, of this tournament. You can see it when you look at Brack Todd, just like, oh, my gosh, like what? You know, these these teams, one through four seed, like this is what we're we're going for. Like, I mean, Bryce, just looking at it from the Gonzaga region in the West, Lenardi has it as Gonzaga, number one, Arkansas, number four, Texas Tech, number three and Wisconsin, number two. I mean, none of those teams are sitting there dominating anything. They can be beaten on a given night. Absolutely. You know, it's not, it's not like, you know, and I understand in college basketball, you're always up for those upsets. But like you said, Bryce, I agree with you. This year is so open because there's not that dominant team. Recruits really aren't saying, you know what, hey, we're just going to all go to one school anymore. The transfer portal has made different schools better. Or in like a Kentucky case, you don't see them with eight freshmen anymore. You see them with like four to five transfers, guys staying longer. They're not doing the one and done as much. I, that's, that's, I agree. That's been something that's been on my mind. And I'll tell you right now, Bryce, I, I think, I think the other thing we're seeing uh, is I, I think the college basketball, while the, there's not as much dominance in the sport, I think that the sport is getting better. And the reason that I say that is because, okay, now we're starting to see guys stay for, for deals, for money, because you got endorsements and NILs on the table and guys aren't leaving for the pros that simply aren't ready, right? They're mm-hmm. enjoying their four years. Get, you're seeing more graduated. We're seeing seniors stay. We're seeing seniors stay because they're getting more monies through a NIL than they are potentially in their first contract in professional leagues. You know, and, and, you know, there's things like that that are coming in. And I think it's helping the college game because I think guys are wanting to stay. And then I think if you're a, a college kid who's recruited at a lower level, who's been balling out for like two years, you have a greater chance with the transfer portal to immediately showcase your talents to a bigger and wider audience, which I think helps. And obviously March Madness, you can't get much bigger than March Madness. So, I mean, to me, it's, it's just the, the idea that the game is, is getting more competitive and that, I mean, you know, we, you know, Kentucky and Duke and Kansas are, you know, examples of blue blood programs, but they are not runaway programs. They might get the top five recruiting classes, but the way that college basketball is today, you can build teams through the transfer portal and out-duel or out-project what you were expected to. For example, a team like Providence. Providence projected seventh, eighth in the Big East, Bryce. Weren't yes. even projected to remotely get in the, this conversation. Here they are, projected to win the Big East, projected to have a top four seed, and their team is full of seniors, transfers. Uh, you know, they're not um, full of star freshmen. So I think that part of the game is exciting. Uh, and then, you know, I'm starting to look at and, and just watching basketball and, and seeing these tournaments. And man, I mean, 
I know, Bryce, you and I have our eye on the Big Ten. Eight teams are projected from that Big Ten, you know, from that Big Ten conference to get in the tournament. I mean, literally, it feels like every team is the conferences, Bryce, seem 10 times more competitive when you're looking at the Big Ten, the Big East, the Big 12, and the SEC. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're raised, born and raised here in Big Ten country. And, I mean, I think it's a testament to how good the Big Ten has been for years. I mean, every year it seems like they have so many teams in there. And, again, as of right now, they're leading. Um, and they could add another one. IU could could sneak in there potentially, which would give the Big Ten nine teams. So, I think that's super impressive. Mm-hmm. The Big East has kind of been a shock to me this year. I mean, are we, are we seeing the return of the Big East? Mm-hmm. Are, are we doing that? You know, I usually we get, you know, big 12 ACC ACC is normally a powerhouse this year. This is a down ACC. I agree with that. Totally down ACC or like Duke isn't even that great. Like they're good. No, but, but that North Carolina game, they got spanked panic. You should be panicked. If you're Duke, panic. that is not great. Now do I do. I think they still have one of the best players in college basketball. Yes. Yeah. And is that going to help you? Yes, absolutely. It's going to help you. Yeah. But I mean, some of these teams, then they're going to see what North Carolina did to you and pick you apart. But um, I think this is a good. I think this is a good field that that we're kind of projecting and looking at right now. Yeah, um, the Big Ten's got to show up this year, though. Last year was an atrocious year for them, and you had so many teams in it, and you let everyone down. Illinois, who was a a, a favorite. Yes. Uh, to win it last year. Yes. Tanked early. Uh, uh, I was were, there. Were, were you? Yeah, I was going to say you were there. <laughs> yeah. And you were you were big. You were big on your boy Ao. Uh, and he let you down. He, yeah. Let you down. My my yeah. Buckeyes let me down last year. Oh, uh, embarrassing yeah, loss to Oral Roberts. Yeah. Uh, so hey man, I I get it. I feel you. Iowa, you know they they did all right. They did fine with Luka Garza and. But I mean, they they got to show up this year. Yeah, Big Ten's got to show up this year. Yeah, you got to get, in my opinion, in the round of thirty-two, Bryce. If they're projected eight teams, I think you need to have six. I agree. I was going to say six or five. You you got to have you got to have that much teams move on in a year where it feels like they are the best conference. Now I'm not saying they got the best team. I'm just saying they got the best conference. You stack up everything you got. You got an Illinois team that's solid. You got a, a Purdue team that's that's got a lot of potential, been a great top 10 force all year. Wisconsin's been a top 15 force all year. Ohio State has had their moments. There's teams that have been really, really solid. But like you said, can they put it together? And can they can they can they put it together in March? My thing is, Bryce. I think what's going to cost the Big Ten is their soft officiating. They they, they have they have soft oh, officiating. They have oh. soft officiating. No, let me no let me no Come no let on. me explain. Let me think. Okay. They, they, I think they have soft officiating, and then when it matters in March, they can't play physical basketball. That's what I mean. They can't play physical basketball. You, yeah. Illinois was a significantly better team than Loyola Chicago. They were. You, you could see it on the court. I mean, it's not, you know, but, you know, it was one of those things where they, you know, we, the Big Ten has all these strong, muscle-tough guys, and I feel like the officiating significantly different in the tournament in the sense of what they're going to call and what they're not going to call versus the Big Ten conference in terms of officiating. The Big Ten conference and officiating is really bad. 
It's really, mm-hmm. really bad. And, 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 you know, and here's the other thing, Bryce, moving into the big East, like you talked about, been a really good conference this year. I think they're the real deal. I think there's a couple teams in there. I like Providence this year. Okay. I like Providence a lot this year. I like Villanova this year. I, I think that, you know, there's some teams in that conference, you know, and some Seton, Seton Hall has been all right this year. Uh, you know, there, there's you know a lot of teams you can mention, but you know, the balance that some of these other conferences have, I mean, the big 10 should be able to, to really stamp themselves. But when you look at the Big East, Bryce, are there any big time things that you're looking for? Any teams that you think could slip into the championship race? Ooh, 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 ooh. I, I really want to see Providence go like that. Like that's just a personal thing of mine because I, I really like Ed Cooley. And, and I mean, back to it again, like Al Durham transferring out of IU, like we kind of were like, okay with it. Like Al Durham, okay, you can go. You've been wildly inconsistent, has been extremely solid for them. Like what the heck? Like at this point, I'd rather have him over, um, over what's his face. That's wild. Still wildly inconsistent. Stewart or Miller cop. No, 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 no. One that's been there from Uh, Archie Miller days point guard. Um, Fennessey, Fennessey. Yes, Rob Fennessey. Yeah, yes. yes, yeah. I I would much rather have Al Durham at this point. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. I mean, it, it's just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But no, I'm happy for them. Like, I would love to see Providence get there. If they get the draw that's being projected, yeah. I kind of like it. I think they should like it a lot. Right. Like, like yeah. Rutgers. Now I know it's a joke that Rutgers is, is in this play in game with SMU. <laughs> That's an absolute joke. That's an absolute joke, dude. Rutgers has had solid wins. Ron Harper Jr. is the real deal. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it is a, it is in fact, joke. I think they can beat Texas. I think they can do it. Yeah. I mean, Chris Beard Texas is a is tough entitled. out. They play yes. entitled. They do play entitled, but I mean, Chris Beard's been there, done that, right? So, so that's an interesting side of it. But I think Providence can sneak into Sweet Sixteen. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think Arizona's bulletproof. They could beat Arizona. They could. It's very Though possible. I, I'm a big Arizona guy. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, I think when you look at, you know, the Big East and you start stacking up, okay, you know, who do we like and who do we not like? Miss me on Nova. Prob- you know, you know Providence- me. Probably, yeah, you've never been a Nova guy. And and UConn, UConn to me is in an interesting spot, right? Because they've been a pretty solid team this year. They're looking at a five seed, uh, you know. And again, I, I'm not crazy about, you, you look at this roster, I'm not necessarily sitting there falling in love with it. I mean, RJ Cole's certainly a nice player for them. But you gotta but like also, Dan Hurley. You gotta like Dan I, Hurley. I like Dan Hurley, but I mean, again, you know that that's a team to me that you know could potentially sneak in. I mean, their draw right now is kind of intriguing. You beat the, you, if you get the five twelve, you win it. You face a team like Arkansas. Very I mean, honestly, winnable. that's that's very winnable for the Big East. I think they should be pretty excited about that because you want your top when you're talking about the Big East. The focus and emphasis should be Providence, Villanova, Connecticut. Creighton maybe making a tournament. Marquette maybe making a tournament. Seton may making a tournament. But even then, you can't expect them to win multiple games. Okay, you you I just can't. You should be able to expect that with Connecticut, Villanova, and Providence. And I agree with you, Bryce. I mean, when it comes to Villanova, I'm not the biggest Villanova guy, uh, but you know their draw is not bad for them. 
It's, yeah, it's which, which is it, that's such a that's such a reputation draw. Come on. I mean, because you got you, you, you know, if they if they win. Right. I mean, you got Ohio State, you got Memphis, you know, that that would. I mean, both those teams. Yeah. I, think, would give I hate some that money. draw for Ohio State. Yeah, I, I, Memphis has this, a sneakiness that's, to them. Uh, that's so frustrating because that's a very yeah. losable game. But at the same time, you don't know what you're going to get with Memphis. Right. But uh, they're and, playing well right now. Well, and, and and it's just one of those things where if you're like, okay, you sit there and you're like, if you are thinking about Villanova in terms of a title contender, they would have to, you know, and, and if you're looking at the brackets and projections, it's like you'd have to beat a Kentucky to get to the big day, you know, to get to where you want to go in the elite eight or so on and so forth. A sweet 16 could certainly be in play for them. Providence. I really like a sweet 16 team, uh, depending on how their bracket shapes up. So I, I'm intrigued with the big East without a doubt. Uh, but you know, Bryce, another t- conference I really like, you know, that, that had a really, really good start. And it's just kind of been, you know, it's been good since then, certainly, but not at the level it once was, was the Big 12. Uh, multiple contenders I like here. Uh, you know, Kansas, I understand they've been known to choke, but I honestly really believe in Kansas. I like what Kansas is doing. Really? I like the roster. I, I do, because I think I think they've got a lot of guys that are poised, Bryce. This is not a young mm. team. You, you, when you look at Kansas, Bryce, any bad Kansas team, any, and I shouldn't say bad, any underachieving Kansas team had a certain type of, of play, isolation, heavy driven concepts with, you know, think about the Wiggins year. What did they do when they had Wiggins and, and, and all, they just wanted to isolate him all day. Uh, when they had Josh Jackson, when he was such a great uh, high school player coming into Kansas, what did they do? They just went ISO building. Well, this is a Kansas team, Bryce, that isn't built on three ridiculously talented freshmen. They have a senior in O'Shea who is really, really good. McCormick is a really, really good center. Remy Martin is a solid veteran guard. And I think if they got a draw where they were the number one seed, there's no reason that the Jayhawks can't keep rocking in March. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that one, Caleb, but I, I'll tell you who I still like out of the Big 12. Go ahead. Go ahead. I still like Baylor. You like I this still like Baylor. Yes. Yes. I think this is, this is, this is interesting, right? Because they lost so many guys out of their starting lineup. They returned Flo Thamba. He was like the only one that returned that was a starter. Okay. And yeah. then they, they just kind of fill in the gaps with these guys that played last year, like big roles off the bench mm-hmm. or didn't play much, but sat and watched behind some of these professionals. Now that we see in the league, you know, like the Davion Mitchells of the league and, sure. and guys like that. Right. Yeah. I still like Baylor. Like they, they're still good enough to be a number one seed. Um, I, I think their draw will be tough, especially if they have Michigan state hanging around in that bracket. Michigan State, you never know what you're going to get. Either they're going to lose to a really bad team or they're just going to make a random deep run that it, you just you just can't yeah. explain yeah. whatsoever. But yeah. I still like Baylor. I like Bryce Drew. I think he does – or, or um, did I say that right? That's Scott Drew. Scott, Scott Drew. Drew, sorry. I, yeah. I get him mixed up sometimes. No, you're good. Yeah, Scott Drew, I still like them. I still yeah. like them a lot. So I'm down with it, man. I'm down with I it. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, obviously when you have experience that these guys do, certainly you have to keep that in consideration. You're looking at a guy like Flagler who had a lot of moments in the tournament, right? You're looking at a Matthew Meyer, guy that's had a lot of tournament experience. Thamba, 
uh, is a good example. For me, uh, Bryce, what's going to take this team to another level comes down to two pieces. Can James Aquino, the transfer, come in and develop himself into a really nice option for Baylor? You know, transfer wasn't with the tournament last year, but, you know, very sought after kid. Can he just continue to get better when the team needs him? And, you know, a guy like Kendall Brown, highly recruited, highly tied freshman. Can he step up his game when you need him the most in March Madness? You know, Bryce, I think one of the things that we have seen so many times is sometimes the bigger moments with these freshmen, man, they, they just they all of a sudden just kind of crumble because the experience around them isn't what it needs to be. Right. It's you got to have a team like just because you got a great freshman doesn't guarantee you anything. No. Right. You got to have a certain type of personnel or you got to play a certain type of way. Like Evan Mobley played a certain type of way at USC that was just so composed and like one of one. Right. But, you know, you start thinking about a guy like Kate Cunningham, you know, Kate Cunningham got beat by Oregon State. And I and, and look at what Oregon State is. I got made fun of for blasting Oregon State. Oregon State is horrible. They they're, they're they're so bad. It's unbelievable how bad they are. It's the luckiest run I'll ever see. They, look, when I look at when I look at this from the Baylor perspective, I think they definitely have a chance. My my worry is with Chama with Chama Chachuawa out for Baylor. There's just so much questions in their inside depth. I don't know if they'll be able to get it. And if they do get it, if they can get it figured out, Scott Drew could be looking at a deep run. And, you know, they're projected to be in Fort Worth for the first weekend. If they're in Fort Worth for the first weekend, that's not a very far drive. No, that's a big W for them. That'd be really good. You know, you can get the Sweet 16 out of that drive. I mean, you know, that... That would be their advantage. But but who knows? I, I'm, I'm curious to see what will happen. Uh, you know, Texas Tech, you know, I, again, I'm not, I haven't been crazy on them this season. And, you know, Texas plays too entitled to my liking. Uh, <laughs> next up, well, they, they do. They do. They had a great roster. I thought they would be a national championship team, but they play entitled. They play like they've already won. And it's like you realize you just freaking lost to Abilene Christian. You understand you lost to Abilene Christian. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Why are you playing entitled? Well, and Texas Tech Tech beat your butts. Unbelievable. Now, here's the conference. Here's the conference I think that's got everybody's eyes, you know, heading in that direction. Well, I think the Big Ten's the most competitive. The Big East has teams. The Big 12's got some teams. The opportunity for the SEC year is interesting with four top 15 schools at this point in Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Four top 15 teams with decent coaching. They've basically beaten each other up for the majority of it when you're looking at the top teams. Bryce, this is not a UK dominance. Auburn is the number one team in the SEC in terms of wins and losses and conference record. Are they the team in the SEC that you should you know, that we should be afraid of the most, or do you think it's a Kentucky? Do you think it's a Tennessee? Do you think it's an Arkansas? No, I think if it's anybody that's going to challenge, I think it's Kentucky this year, but I mean, Auburn has been, they've been outstanding this year uh, for, for the most part. I mean, they've had every team trips up and falls. I mean, the SEC is a very tough, it has become a tough conference, Hmm. but when you have a guy like Jabari Smith, Oh God! Now, now, uh, I really didn't. I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. So, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I didn't know anything about this kid. That's okay? fair. Okay. The only reason why I know about him now is because my Pacers are doing a phenomenal job at a tank job. 
right now and we could potentially be in position to get this kid. So Caleb, I remember asking you, okay, what, who is this kid? And why is everyone talking about him? You're like, just turn on the Florida game, (laughs) the Florida Auburn game. I'm like, okay, sure. All right. I'll turn it on right now. Yeah. So I turn it on. They they lost this game. They lost this game. But yes, they did. <laughs> they lost this game. But when I what I was seeing from Jabari Smith, a guy that lanky, that tall, and the things that he was doing. <laughs> if my Indiana Pacers ends up in the top two, this yeah. guy better be on my roster. <laughs> I better not see Chet Holmgren's name come across my screen. It better be Jabari Smith. Cause let me tell you folks. And I say this with the utmost respect. I get it. The closest thing that I have seen to, or, or so, okay, no, I'll say it this way. Mm-hmm. This is the closest thing that I've seen to Kevin Durant. And I'm not saying like, he's going to be a scorer like Kevin Durant, like a, just a pure scorer, mm. but just in the way he moves and his abilities, what he's able to do. Yeah. That's the closest thing I've seen to Kevin Durant. I mean, he's averaging 17 points a game in college. Yeah. I mean, for, for a, a power five team. Right. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, he, and he averages seven rebounds a game too. <laughs> seven rebounds a game and 44% from the field and 43% from three. And 82% from the line. I mean, are you, I mean, you're kidding me. I mean, he was hitting contested threes. I mean, and I mean contested. I don't mean like there's maybe a foot or two. No, I mean like up in his face, contested threes. And and the addition of Walker Kessler from the transfer portal to to solidify down low, I think is good. Wendell Green's been really good for them. Um, I mean, he's been a true, a true guard. Um, They're good, man. They, yeah, I mean, I mean, Bruce really, Pearl's really been there, done that. Say what you will about Bruce Pearl, like I still think he's shady. Yeah, but sure. I mean, he's got he makes competitive teams. I, I he mean, definitely it, wins in March. He yeah, March. yeah, but I mean, we also know the the validity of, of Calipari and that Kentucky program. I mean, they finally yeah. put it together this year, um, after years of just absolute nothingness into the abyss right uh kentucky's been solid i'll tell you what when this is a guy that i i've been following for a while oscar to sheet wife oh (laughs) when he left when he left west virginia i was devastated because they Mm. were they were rocking and rolling that year the year that he left and when he left like mid-season like west virginia just kind of fell apart Mm. he was holding that team together and he's holding the kentucky wildcats together He's letting the cards do his thing, and he just he just grabs ridiculous rebounds. When you're averaging 15. 17 and 15 at the college level. My Lord. And he's shooting 61% from the field. He's, he, when you have a one-man wrecking Lord. crew like this, you, it, is, it, is, it is such an, uh, such an advantage. Because, I mean, you watch some of the games that they've played, and defenses will – I wouldn't even call it a double team. I would say it's like a, like a square. Like the defender is the mo- the person that's in the middle trying to guard him between him and the basket. And like all five guys are watching him when he makes the move on the block as an, as a defense, he's commanding that much respect 
because of how well he finishes around the basket, how well he finishes off the block. I mean, national player of the year, lock it in for me. Wow. Is Oscar. Lock it in for me. He's been unbelievable. I think, I think that Kentucky it's Oscar's going to do his thing. I agree with you. Oscar could have my prediction is that he's going to have a 2020 game. He'll have a 2020 game sometime in, in there. Sometime in a tournament, I'll have a He's your Nat. He's your player of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's dominating the game. What about Johnny Davis, man? I think, he, I think he's been really good. But, I mean, I just think when you look at what Kentucky's gone through, Kentucky's not had that perimeter game healthy. They haven't had that perimeter game healthy in a long time. They just started to get Washington back. They just started to get Wheeler back. And, you know, when when those two were out, Bryce, that's a chunk. That's a big chunk of your offense. And Kentucky was able to continue to fight through that and put themselves as a top 10 team. And the credit needs to go to Oscar Sheeway. And, you know, Bryce, I've, I've, when I've seen Johnny Davis in person, I'm not saying that it's crazy to have Johnny Davis as a player of the year. OK, but I'm just saying I, I am seeing the impact that Oscar's having on Kentucky. I just can't ignore it. I just can't ignore it. And from the Auburn perspective, I am. I agree with you, Bryce. Do I think that Bruce Pearl has made some decisions that are very questionable? Yes, yes, I do. But does he win in March? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He is he is an elite coach in the tournament. He knows what he's doing. He can put teams together, win with different types of teams. Bryce, the year that he went, I remember one year. I think you might remember this too. The year where Zion, you know, the Zion year. You know, Auburn was kind of this team that just kept shooting threes all the time with small ball lineups. You can't even, that, that team's nothing like this year's team. They don't have the bigs like that. They don't have anything like that. And plus, I don't even know if uh, this might be the most talented player that Bruce Pearl has ever coached. And when you oh, put absolutely. a player, when you put a player of that talent with a very good coach in March, I just think that's a dangerous combination. I'm keeping my eye on that. Uh, you can miss me on Tennessee, though, please. Miss me on Tennessee. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Tennessee, Tennessee is Tennessee. What a joke of a top 10 team. What a joke. There, and I'll tell you is, what, if Iowa or Davidson, Iowa or Davidson will beat them. Give me. Well, because, you know, Bryce, I watched I, I watched Tennessee last year. March Madness. Tennessee. Tennessee always has these teams where there's like two really good guards and then the big guys are just OK. But then the big guard, but then the guards can't ever play to their expectations, so they get beat by twenty. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's the Tennessee special. The only year where they did, the only year where they didn't have the uh, the Knoxville special uh, was the year that you know they had like Schofield and Williams and them boys, uh, which was a nasty Tennessee team. But yeah, you know, when, you, when you're looking, but this year, this year I'm, I'm not buying, and and Arkansas. You know, I get why people like him. Musselman's a really good coach, uh, but you have no size, okay? And and if you face a team with decent size, I don't know how you're going to stop them. Marcus I, Mo- or uh, Moses Moody ain't walking through that door. No, you you need some size. You don't have a Justin Smith type of player anymore. You had that last year. Guy who could play small ball four or uh, five can play the four. You don't have that. You're kind of stuck with this group, and I like Musselman a lot. I'm not saying he can't win a couple games, but I don't consider him as a national championship contender. I see Auburn and Kentucky potentially going to the final four, though. Next up, uh, Bryce, you kind of talked about him a little bit. A conference I'm intrigued with is the Pac-12, because you're not mm. very sold. You're not sold on Arizona, right? You're not sold on Arizona as a national championship mm. contender, even though I am. Uh, miss me on UCLA, please. What a joke. Oh, no, 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 other, no, 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 no. You're other, not getting the away other, with that. The, the other thing, the other mm. thing I, I'm tired no. of uh, in, the, in, in the Pac-12 is I'm tired 
I'm tired of the I'm tired of USC because I think that, you know, USC is a little overrated for my liking. This is a conference that I just don't think is is I think it had a chance to be really good. But some schools have put themselves out of the picture in no, Colorado no. and Oregon. But but, you know, I think Arizona is the only real threat for a championship. No, this is a joke. This is a joke. You're not going to disrespect UCLA like that. You're not oh, going to disrespect them after that. I, Why? I've done it two Why? years in a row. Why, Why are you going to? Oh, and they I, shut you up. They shut no, you they up. Didn't, they didn't yes, they shut did. me up. Yes, they did. It, yes, well, they did. They, they, could, they made an unprecedented run that you couldn't even fathom, that your brain couldn't even fathom. You couldn't I do mean, it. I really couldn't fathom that run. No, 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 no. It was disgusting for me to watch. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so get this. So this happened while we're on the air. Okay. Iona lost. And they are no longer going to be in the NCAA tournament. They are going to go to the NIT. That means that means Mick Cronin and Johnny Zhuzang and and Hami or Jamie Hawkes Jr. will not have to face them. Okay. I like this draw. I like this draw for them. Could Rick Patino slide the NCAA 20K to put him in? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. No, I, I'm, I'm, I like this UCLA draw. I like it. Because, okay. Because they, they would either face Alabama or South Dakota State. I like that. I like that. I much. agree. I agree. I like that. The only, the only resistance that they, they, they should hope that Michigan State wins their first round <laughs> game and beats Baylor. <laughs> I agree. I, agree. I, I don't think that. it's out of the realm of possibility that they, they could beat Baylor. I'm not convinced that UCLA can't make a run again. Well, I, I, I think I do. I will say I need to give McCronin. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Respect. Yes, you do. I need to give him his respect, but that does not mean I have to sit there and give and have a crush on that team. This is a, this okay. is a team. This is okay. a team last year that simply put on. A run that I hated, but you look oh, at you look at I hated, hated the run last what? year. I hated I hated the for run last year what? because I don't like teams that are like you know ten seeds or eleven seeds that are no, from big conferences. Up. No, shut no, up. let me finish. Let me finish. I don't like teams like ten to twelve seeds that are like you know from the Power Five conference who all of a sudden just start get going and winning a bunch of freaking games because no. then I got to sit there and talk about bad teams for longer than I need to. Oregon State was a bad team and I was proven correct because they're three and freaking 22. Look, the way that I see it with UCLA is it's going to come down to a couple things for me, Bryce. It really is. I need to see Miles, Miles Johnson. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I like them out of Rutgers. You know, I think he's a really good player, huh. really good defensive player. Um, but, you know, I was watching him, man. And I, I mean, honestly, I, I want to, it feels like he's just gained a ton of weight. I mean, I feel like he's just gained a ton of weight. He just looks, he looks, he looks fatigued. He doesn't look like the same guy. He doesn't look the same guy. He, he doesn't have the same impact. I, I don't know what it is, but if you watch him, just to feel that way. Like that's a player to me that's got to really step up his game. He, he, they needed a true center last year. They did. Cody Riley's not a true center. He's a good, right. solid forward. You got to get a true center in there with these guys. Plus, I'm not, I, Johnny Juzang, I think is the he's the streakiest streakiest top scorer oh. the world's ever seen. He is such okay. a streaky scorer, and he, he he could come out and have three great games, or he could sit there and play like trash for three in a row. I'm not a crazy Johnny Juzang guy myself. I I think if UCLA has a draw that they have right now, they got a chance. But I think Arizona 
is the team for me. Arizona is the team for me because I just think they play with such a collective effort that you just have to respect. They move the ball. They've got. Yeah, well, UCLA, they split with Arizona. How about they that? Split with, they split with. Fine, fine. Okay, fine. But the, but when you when I look at Arizona, Arizona's got, uh, got some playmakers that I'm bought into with good depth on the front court, guys that know their role. Arizona, to me, has a chance to make a serious run. I like what Tommy Lloyd's doing over there. And Benedict Mathurin, Bryce, is a really nice piece. I know, he's a probably good be a lottery pick. I mean, he's good, man. I mean, people, I mean, I understand Jaden Ivey's getting hype, but watch this sophomore guard. You'd, you'd sit there and say he's really talented as well. Hey, Jaden Ivey. He is talented. He, he, he'd, look good. he'd look good in a, but he'd look good in a Pacers uniform. You, you need Jabari, think? though. Don't you think? On. I agree, but you need Jabari. You need him. You need a big. No, you need a big. Come on. Come on. You know you need a big. Come on. Come on. You need a big. You can absolutely miss me on Chet Holmgren, by the way. Okay, let's let's all right. Well, I, I, let's just switch the conversation. That's so fine. Why 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 are you? Uh, I dude, I just you, you can just him? miss me on him, dude. Like I just nothing about him like impresses me whatsoever. I don't. What if I'm going a- into a game, if I'm going into a game against Chet Holmgren, there's nothing that scares me. So you you so you are. So what would he have to do to flip it? Well, like, like, I guess that's, that's the, maybe that's the question. Maybe that's something we should attack. Are there players in your mind that you're like, okay, I don't understand the hype, or I think they really have to prove themselves in the tournament to justify how they're being talked about. Yeah. Stop beating up on teams like St. Mary's and, you know, whoever else they, these trash teams that they play. I I get it. Don't, don't show me against San Francisco. Don't show me against Portland. I get it. They they literally uh, let's see. They they lost to Duke. They lost to Alabama. Sure. Um, they beat Texas. Okay, that's not a shock. They beat Texas Tech. All right. That's solid. Um, but you're not wowed. You're not floored by the residents. No, this is every year with Gonzaga, dude. This is every freaking year. I'm not scared of Drew Timmy. He did a nice disappearing act last year. And then, you know, Andrew Nemhard, I think he's a solid player, but he doesn't like scare me as this no. dude's going to beat me. Right. He's a solid so player. So you don't think they've got that number one, no. I can beat you any night type of player? No. I mean, I get it. I, I, I honestly, I don't. Hate Do you that. feel differently? Like I, no, no, I think I think Bryce. Here's here's what I think. When you start looking at the projected number one seeds, I think every team has a guy who can do that. Uh, Gonzaga is is very team oriented. They're going to move the ball. They're not sitting there being like, okay, this guy's the number one option. Closest thing to that would be a Drew Timmy. We saw what that ha- what happened to him last year. There's a lot of teams in those one to two ranges that they just have superstar. That it feels like no matter who they play against that guy's going to go off. I really don't know if Gonzaga has that guy this year. I really don't. Yeah. I don't that, think Gonzaga I mean. has that guy. Like, nobody they don't have the matchup me. proof guy. They like, they don't have the matchup. They don't have the Jabari Smith. They don't have the matchup proof guy where no matter the defense, he's going to cook. I agree. And I, and, and, I, and that's, I agree that that's something to, to keep in mind. Uh, you know, and, and Bryce, the other thing I, I, you know, was, was hoping to get into with you is, you know, when we're looking at the conference tournaments, Right. You know, there's I, first couple of days are like, eh. you know, and I'm not saying they're bad, but saying it's like 
I feel like the conference tournaments really start on Thursday. Yes. Am I crazy? So the conference tournament starts on Thursday. The podcast will probably be on Friday. Uh, it was, so Alex will put that out there. So you won't be hearing much from, you know, obviously won't be seeing much in the Thursday games, but as people watch and see these games and see these teams, see these tournaments unfold, what are some keys and what are some things that you are going to be watching for that you think other people should be watching for? Well, what I'd really pay attention to, especially when it comes to bracketology and when you're filling out your brackets, right? You're going to want to look at some of these teams, um, how they play down the stretch, right? If they fold down down, or if they fold during the stretch, down the stretch uh, of a tight game, especially in the conference tournament, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get in, in the NCAA tournament, right? If they can play extremely well, even if they play extremely well and still lose, Right. I still have confidence in that team. But if you just completely fold and, and you throw it and you basically throw in the towel and you get dominated down the stretch, I don't want you. I don't want you. So I pay attention. Pay attention to how these teams play down the stretch. Right. Can you win a close game? And who's the guy that's going to carry you? Right. Normally, the, the, the great teams, they have guys or a guy that can carry you down the stretch and that will make the big shot and isn't afraid of the big shot. And we've seen it time and time again, yeah. right? Last year's championship team, Baylor, they had at least three or four guys that they'd go to. I agree. Avion Mitchell and Jared Butler were the two guys mainly, but almost everyone was a threat on that floor. Hmm. That That's what I'm looking for. That's what I would suggest you guys look for. I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of great games. I agree. Um, like I told uh, Caleb uh, off the air before we came on, yeah. I will be there uh, Friday night for some Big Ten tournament action. Yeah. I'm going to at least see Illinois play. Um, yeah. And then nice. I am hoping I'm going to see Purdue play. Nice. It's a matter of who they play. I'm hoping it's Ohio State because that's going to be – a very good game yeah. and honestly a very telling game of where both teams are at. Ohio state is slipping. Uh, Purdue has not looked that great or, or that no, impenetrable because their defense has been just flat out awful all season long. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, you're going to see a lot about some of these teams. I agree. I agree. Not, not, you know, in terms of honestly, you flip on most of the power five tournament you know in terms of the teams on thursday you're going to get some good matchups you're going to see the the thick of the national title you know i i would say you know again if you want to check akinzag they're in the west coast conference you gotta go check them out like you know saturday i think they already won they already won yeah yeah, you're gonna have to just kind of look through there but you know they're not available but most of the teams that you know are in that top 10 top 15 will be available to watch this weekend you could see, okay, you know, are these top 15 teams, you know, threats? Are they teams that are, you know, want to be threats? List goes on. Um, you know, it should be, it should be exciting. It should be exciting. You know, like, for example, a lot of storylines with Duke, right? Which I, which probably such a leap. We'll, we'll conclude with this. Coach K with this final ceremony. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on this, because like you talked about, North Carolina didn't beat him. Coach K after the game was like, you know, uh, you know, we don't need to be sitting here and, and, you know, giving hoorah because it was embarrassing that we lost. Uh, Bryce, do you think for teams like Duke, is that something to watch for? Because Duke's going to be the team that everybody sees on their ESPN app for updates all tournament long. Do you think that they will use this to get to an ACC title? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's always 
it's good and it's bad, right? It's good to lose towards the end of the season because then it gives an opportunity to regroup as, as a unit, as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, coaches are still able to coach. When you keep on winning and you're just winning, 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 it's hard to tell them, tell your team or your guys yeah. anything different, right? So maybe this is a wake-up call. And then they got exposed by Duke. They got embarrassed by – or they got exposed by North Carolina. They got embarrassed by North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great way for Coach K to go out. Um I did see the non handshake. I didn't think that was cool, but uh, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, this is going to be a massive storyline. I think Duke Duke as projected right now has a really good draw. I mean, extremely good, right? You're, you get past Jacksonville state, you're playing Boise state or Creighton. I'm just going to go ahead and just pencil Duke all the way through. And then you, you face either Iowa Davidson or Tennessee yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pencil uh, you. Go Duke. Um, yeah, I mean this they're, they're is elite eight this for is sure. a very good draw for them. I um, agree. So yeah, man, I, it's gonna be a big time storyline as long as Duke doesn't choke it away. Paolo Benchero. My yeah. oh my! No, that's another guy to keep. My around. oh my! You want to see some good basketball? Watch that guy. Watch he that just, guy. He understands and knows the game, <laughs> and he flows so well. I would love to see a Paolo Keegan Murray matchup down the road. Oh, <laughs> that would be that would be that, that would, would be fun. fun. That would be fun to watch. Which if Iowa beats Tennessee, according to this bracket, they might have a chance. But yeah. anyhow, um, you know, here that's that's what we got on the. The stuff that's going on this weekend. And I'm going to try to do some things on Twitter, uh, you know, and be like, okay, here are some games that, yeah, you know, let's that tweet it out. we'll keep an eye on. Uh, things of that nature. We we will do that because there are so many games, so many teams. So it's like, okay, what should you watch? How should you watch? We'll try to help out because there is a ton of basketball going on at this time of year. And then once the, the brackets come out, uh, you know, here we go. March Madness uh, should be terrific. Uh, and don't be afraid to, to check out the other stuff that we have going on uh, with the Circle City Cinema, uh, with the Power Hour. Alex Burr's doing a lot of, you know, did a monologue uh, this last week. Uh, Zach Griffith has been doing a lot of Star Wars content uh, with Bryce, and, and he's just continuing to plan out so much more uh, for you all to listen to. So uh, it, it, it's been a, a good, a good, good podcast. And uh, look, uh, we're excited to get into March Madison. Hope that you as listeners are as well. 